Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I am your host, Evan Goldstein. With me, as always, is the wonderful Karen Randazzo. Core! <laughs> the amazing Chris Randazzo. Oh, crumbs. <laughs> we here on this week's episode talk television. This week was uh, Chris's pick. He chose the new run of Danger Mouse, season one, episode 31, Hell Hydrant. But before we get into that, here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mailatgeekade.com. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Uh, suggest something for us to watch. Make it easier for one of our picks. So, Chris. Hello. Danger Mouse. Uh-huh. I haven't honestly watched this. Sh- when was the first run? In like mid-80s? It's a 81 to 92. I just happened to look that up. Yeah. Oh, all right. I watched that original... I watched, I don't, I don't think I watched all of them, but I know I watched a lot of them. Yeah, it was on Nickelodeon here in the States. And jumping into this series, like, I haven't watched any of them, I don't think. Maybe one or two of them, like, when they first started again. It was like, you're putting on a, a, a warm sweater, like a comfort, it, it, <laughs> it was, it, they did not go far from the the, the source material no they know? really didn't they really just just kind of modernized what was already there um there are a few intrinsic changes and a couple of new characters but it's it, you know it's a, it's a it's a modern take i think i mentioned this back when the show originally like popped up back when we were doing our podcast and this show came into existence um one of the the things that uh they changed that's pretty big is that uh, in the original show they are the size of mice and hamsters uh in the real world and like that that post box that they operate out of um you know the little mm-hmm. the, the curb opens up and the little tiny car comes out and and in this new show they just like ah screw it he works in a giant post box <laughs> <laughs> but it is still <laughs> like it they have uh, what was that called when they make animals and humanoid anthropomorphized they yeah have anthropomorphized everything and it's just that they live in a world of all anthropomorphized morphized animals now which is fine i think it works just fine for the show it doesn't really detract anything from it and i no, love how like they you, still you hardly use... even notice it you really don't <laughs> I, I i'm a big fan of how they still use like actual photos of things mm-hmm. for like the backgrounds and everything it's the only thing that i truly miss from this show is the old uh, thames logo the 
When the the Thames building comes up and I love that thing. They used to run that um, on like in conjunction with classic Doctor Who too. That must have been like a distribution company or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, what made you pick this episode in particular? Uh, well, my <laughs> I remember my daughter, you saying I think you said it was for me. Yeah, primarily for you, just okay. because of the the hail hydrant. Okay, you know the the the, the, <laughs> the slight comic book references, but I, I yeah, I don't know. this show is really funny. Um, it's very smart. It's very quick witted. Uh, and my daughter and I have been watching it almost every night. Uh, before she goes to bed, she loves it. So, like, and, okay, uh, all right. That's uh, I have a question about that because you had made comment that you were. I couldn't remember which child you were watching it with. What is, what is your? She's younger. So like yeah, she's two. So the wit sure. is yeah, not that goes right over her. <laughs> yeah, no, she doesn't think it's funny. I think she just likes the way it looks. Okay. She does think some things are funny. She doesn't get any of the wit, but some of the you know slapstick comedy that exists in because there. Because there is a lot of wit in this. Right, really, a lot. And and this episode in particular struck me with some of like the really witty things, like when uh, they, when he mentioned that uh, that was a too big of a plot point for this late in the season and then danger mouse in the background corrects him by saying series because yes. they're british <laughs> i like the fact that when they show up on american soil she's driving a monster car and he's like <laughs> she's like it's meant to blend in like and that a bunch was of other monster trucks drive by <laughs> yeah i'm always here for uh british people making fun of how ridiculous america can be mm-hmm yeah. I'm always on board for that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, right. And I like that the American version of Danger Mouse is Jeopardy Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, I mean, there are a lot of... like there, It was funny because not only did you have its standard wit, it was pitting, you know, British versus American culture. And like when they show up at uh, what was her no Fox the Foxy girl was the villain. Oh, Red Fox was the villain. <laughs> so what, I can't remember the name of the character who who is winning the arrest more people in a single day contest. That was Jeopardy Mouse, right? Jeopardy Mouse. Uh-huh. I yeah. couldn't remember that. It blanked on it. But like when they're wandering through her apartment, and you know, like they're just picking up on things like, oh, we have to sit here and eat oversized snacks and watch this like movie screen oh yeah like <laughs> it, when they bounce back and forth like that it was shockingly witty for a cartoon uh, and mm-hmm. what seems what are these like 15 minutes long yeah they're, they're, they they're really fast. short like because yeah. i left it on like i let it run and then i came back into the room and it was like six episodes past i'm like oh crap i've missed a lot so the yeah, you can you can blow through episodes of this show pretty quick, and the um, the announcer is uh, Stephen Fry. Yes, and uh, he's he's well, hilarious. Stephen Fry is is the colonel, isn't he? Yeah, he's the colonel. He's the announcer. I think those are the only two he does regularly. I think he's done other voices as well, but yeah, he's he's both Colonel K and and the announcer. And it's really funny that you're mentioning Colonel K is that a lot of the voices are really, really similar to the original voices. Like they're doing a a bang up job of really matching the original voice cast. Um, 
I believe one of the original show's writers is also involved in this show, which, because I went back and watched uh, an original episode with Ellie the other night, just just for poops and giggles, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it holds up, but not not quite as. This is one of those remakes that I think is just genuinely better than the original, um, and uh, it, but the original is still really good. It's got definitely still has that wit. Um, it's not quite as fast paced. Uh, and you know it does a lot of the, the tricks how, of like reusing animation, but and how did that fall on on the little one's eyes? Like, I mean, it's she, not as as polished. She couldn't really tell the difference, to be honest with you. Really? I mean, she could, but she, it was the same thing with Ducktales. Honestly, like you know, because we were watching Ducktales before this, and she loved it. And then we ran into Ducktales episodes, so I just started booting up some of my old Ducktales episodes, and she thought that was perfectly fine too. So, uh, but. They, that one, you know, is is less exciting. So mm-hmm. she did kind of start to fall off of that Ducktales. Um, whereas the newer ones, she would usually sit through a whole episode just fine. But you know, the Danger Mouses are the the perfect length for her because. Yeah, I, my son really likes it too. He's just usually not in the room when we watch it at night. But he also really digs the show. So, and unless you think that maybe this is like a just a genetic thing to our kids. Um, when last we were visiting my family, we put one on for all the kids, my sister's kids included, and they loved it too. Oh, okay. So I, I guess I don't. I I remember loving it when I was younger, watching it. You know, back in the eighties and early nineties, and it. I and I don't know what it was about the 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 cartoon that appealed to me, but like now it is because of the adult sensibility that's in there for me and then the slap stickiness of it for the the younger audience it, but yeah it, it's 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 part slapstick and it's also like superhero stuff yeah, you know it, 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 it treads that line really really well as i'm looking at the imdb listing mm-hmm. i just realized that jeopardy mouse was voiced by circe Oh my God! Really? Yeah, that was Lena Headey. That was Lena Headey. <laughs> I remember reading a story a while back that uh, John Oliver and Lena Headey were going to be doing voices on the show, and I kept like keeping my ear out for it, but I never noticed it. That's great. <laughs> so, the the theory of this episode, so that people that haven't watched it will understand, uh, at the beginning of the episode, Danger Mouse is participating in a competition for most. The most arrests, most, yeah, most single day arrests, arrests. <laughs> yeah. and he loses by one to Jeopardy Mouse, who is the American counterpart, and he is sent to America to learn something from her. And he screams into a trash can, which, which is- <laughs> I felt was a missed opportunity. It should have been a pillow. I I, I understood it. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I just really like the trash can screaming. Uh. Um. And then when he heads over to America, there is a major evil entity out there that is trying to take over America <laughs> called Hydrant. And it's a constant play on Hydra, including the whole cut off one head and another one. I'll take <laughs> like two more. Like the of a Hydrant. <laughs> <laughs> that metaphor doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I do like the fact that they do reference having <coughs> so many evil leaders in one group is counterproductive because they all want to run with their own ideas oh yeah (laughs) how one of them had giant office supplies (laughs) (laughs) i didn't understand that one but i let it go it's a lot of fun 
it's a really well done show. It's like I can't like I can't think of another word to use other than amazingly witty, and it's just like it's true to its where it came from. It's true to its roots, which is like the most important thing to me, because like a, nowadays they're rehashing. Not even that's not even a good term. They're trying to key in on nostalgia from old shows to get newer audiences, but changing the old show from what it was. Um, Thundercats. Uh, there was another one. The Turtles. Like they're 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 using yeah, and, that, and sometimes that works out. No, to the show's advantage, like uh, She-Ra, for example. Um, Karen's oh been watching god. that. Oh my god, I just finished the first season of She-Ra. I'm so happy. Mm-hmm. And I was a little nervous because um, I, p- I put it on, like, I put on the last episode right on a night when the kids were really cranky, kind of before bedtime, and I hadn't previewed it, and it kind of looked like the good guys weren't going to win for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh shit, what am I doing to my kids here? But but that but the point being that that reboot is fantastic and amazing and a very excellent example of of a cartoon reboot, not just done for nostalgia, but done right. But it, it, well, it's I, also I close. see what you're saying. You know you know what I'm saying? Like it is it's essentially it is I see what you're saying, yeah. It is essentially kind of sort of going for what the original show was, just a better version because you know, go back and watch the original She-Ra. It ain't great. Ooh, no, but, um, but it's not... Okay, it is a product it's not of its like, time. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. The, the most like the original one Voltron, was, you know. The, the I love the new Voltron. Going back to old Voltron is... Yeah, and I loved that show as a child. But yeah, that, that I see was what the you're one saying, show like, that I say, you know, just stick with your memories on that yeah. one. But like Thundercats is, is just going in a completely different direction. The new Ninja Turtles is... Well, I guess you can kind of say the new Ninja Turtles is more in line with the 80s cartoon Ninja Turtles. You know, it was a comedy show. And, you know, the original Ninja Turtles cartoon wasn't really much of an action show. I mean, they barely used their weapons. So I guess you could say that is kind of what this is, that what this one's trying to harken back to just in a very, very terrible way. What Like, my point is, is it wasn't broke, so they're not trying to fix it. Mm. They're polishing it and making it faster, and I mean it is prettier, like the, much prettier. Yeah, the, the, it's it's um, doesn't have that faulty animation where it, you know that it every it just it looks really nice. And yeah, it's uh, it doesn't recycle a lot of animation. It's very cleanly animated. It's very you know bright. Like I said, it uses all the, like the real photos and stuff for the backgrounds, just like the original show did. It's it's got a very unique look. It's full of character. It doesn't look generic at all. No, uh, which is not. another thing I love about it. It's and it's clearly made with a ton of love. Um, it doesn't seem to have caught on here in America at all because it got two Netflix seasons, which according to IMDb were basically just two halves of the first season, mm-hmm. and the show just. It's still going. It's just not here. <laughs> yeah, and that, and that's a shame because it, it's it is easily digestible. It is short, and there's good quality stuff in those small episodes. Mm-hmm. It, like it doesn't like a lot of times a, an animated show gets that will get stretched out to to fill that either thirty you know that thirty minute time slot, and you know like sometimes that works. Like the the Family Guy you know falling down. <laughs> Ah, like 
Mm-hmm. Sometimes and, and most of the time it just doesn't. Like this, uh, this you know, sometimes shows should be a little bit shorter or episode season should be slightly shorter. This is perfectly timed for what it what it is and what it's trying to get done. So kudos to the to the team over there. Like they did a really really good job. And that's I I appreciated this show back in in the day as well. So that's saying something that that they're bringing back my my childhood and I'm not totally disturbed by it. <laughs> I I got to say I've watched pretty much every episode so far. Um I'm mostly through season 2 on Netflix now and that's no small number of episodes no, but it's f- there's there's no clunkers in in the batch like they've all made me at let the very least chuckle and sometimes just flat out laugh out loud because mm-hmm. this show's funny it, uh if you have not seen it i just just give it a look give it give it a listen it's it's good stuff so according to the im the imdb page the first season has 50 episodes in it so that's the netflix netflix's season one and season two is that because i didn't yeah, that's that's season one and season two and on Netflix. Season, well, I guess which would be season. Th- they're not even doing it. So season two, IMDb wise has another fifty. Ish. I gotta I scroll. Believe. Hold on. Scrolly, scrolly, scroll. Yeah, it's it's up to forty three episodes. So those are huge <laughs> seasons, but they're literally. I feel like they're like ten to fifteen minutes a piece. They are, yeah. They're they're usually ten. I think ten to twelve is typically the the length. So, good stuff. A lot of fun. I enjoyed going back to it and, and seeing all the cast of characters because they all play well off of each other. Um, and they've and they've done other ones too. There have been a couple episodes with Count Dracula, uh-huh, uh, nice. which has been very entertaining. Um, I try blanking on anyone else, but I do also have to say that Penfold is one of the best characters ever. I loved him when I was a little kid, and I think he's hysterical now as well. It, Penfold's great. It and that's the, the <coughs> sidekick, right? Yeah, like what's that? His, his the sidekick, his mm-hmm. sense of wonder is amazing. <laughs> like <laughs> when we watch the show, you know, in the in the intro music, which is still such a great theme song, mm-hmm. when he yells, when he yells "Chief" in the beginning, it Ellie keeps going. Ellie does that now. Every, every single every <laughs> single time we watch it, now she just goes "Chief." <laughs> <laughs> so, great stuff. Uh, if you haven't watched it, get, get on board. It's a it's a really really entertaining show, and it's a shame that it's you know it's got a whole another life uh, I, I don't where else is it be, being played is it on bbc or something it's on it's it i believe it airs in, in the uk it definitely airs in canada um so yeah as long as you're not american i think you can get this show <laughs> well there it is um all right thank you chris greatly you appreciate you bringing this back back into to my life um All right, let's take a quick break. Uh, When we get back, we're going to talk some news. Stay tuned. Hey, gang. If you like the show so far, why don't you head on over to geekade.com where we have tons of other podcasts and articles and fresh original content for you to enjoy. Hope to see you there. And we're back. Thank you so much for checking out the commercials. Uh, Let's talk some news. 
First up from the Hollywood Reporter. Netflix's Marvel cancellation signals start of a new streaming world order. Does it really, though? Uh, I mean, maybe? When, we, when, we, when, we, when we first started talking about Disney doing its own streaming service, we knew all of this was going to happen. We assumed this was going to happen, yes. And... With all the cancellations and all of that, like we had our notions of why things were happening, but primarily it's Disney saying we're we're gathering all our our toys. Like it just it just makes sense. Like those that are making Marvel properties or Marvel like shows aren't making the money because they don't own that show. They are <coughs> licensing it from disney or from marvel whatever it may be and with them doing their own streaming service it just it just makes sense for them to to you know gather all of their toys and whatnot um as i was yeah. reading Go ahead. as i was reading this it it's it seems that disney will own all of television pretty much by the end of you know 2020 I think it's you know or 2019 like it's I don't foresee Netflix going away because they are still doing amazing content that isn't Disney related Mm -hmm. Um, they're doing a lot of original content too which is and their original content is very good most of it is Mm -hmm. very good um the 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 unknown here is what Disney is going to do with their television properties. Yeah, because I think there's like a deal in place that the uh, they can't do anything with the uh, Netflix shows for like two years or something mm-hmm. before uh, they can do anything with them. And what was uh, who was that? It was Joe Casada or somebody wrote a whole thing about like uh, you know we know you're all bummed about the. Uh, the whole Marvel Feige. Netflix thing. Feige. Oh, Feige did that, yeah. And he was just like, but you know us better than that. Like, these characters aren't going away forever. So... Yeah, I mean, like... It's... They they have the opportunity to do whatever character they want. They're going to do their, their popular ones. To, you know... To get those out into the forefront. And get the people in the seats, if you will. And then they'll start doing other things as well. Like it, it's, it, it, they're not reinventing the wheel here. Um, like, what, what's scary is how much of a corner Disney is going to have in the market. Disney, Disney proper, Marvel, Lucas, uh, ABC, Fox, Hulu. No, not Comcast. I think that's it. Like, that's a lot, a lot of entertainment that is under one umbrella. Hopefully you like it. (laughs) Yeah. If you don't, get fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's... I I think what this article was saying... I mean, we... Excuse me. 
having followed this story, the three of us, like, could have seen this coming a mile away. But with the, you know, the final Netflix shows, Marvel Netflix shows being canceled and all that, I think what they're trying to say is it's actually happening now. Everything that we've been speculating about, you were right. Congratulations. And that's, and, and, you know, it's, it's, I don't, I'm not trying to say like, you know, we are, are any, any, like have any sort of insight. It's just like stepping back and looking at it basically logically, like they're going to want to make as much money as they possibly can for the things they spent a buttload of money on. So like, it just makes sense. Now the unknown is how popular it's going to be because I don't hear anybody breaking down any doors for that DC streaming service. Nope. And I, and I pay attention to the comic book community. So, yeah, I mean, I have one or two friends that are all about it. Um, and I, I hear that the content on there is quite good, but again, it's not, they haven't convinced me. Um, as even even Young Justice, as much as I friggin' loved that show, mm-hmm. I would love to watch that new season. But that's not really enough. It's it you know what? It's it's like a PlayStation Four for me. It's like yeah, there's definitely things on there that I that I want, but not enough to spend the money on it. Like right. if I had it, sure, I'd watch Young Justice. I'd watch Doom Patrol. But since I don't, I'm I'm good. I'm, you know, I can't keep up on the stuff that I do have, so I don't really need another streaming service. Now, say Disney. You know, drops their streaming service, and they do actually continue these uh, other these these Netflix shows at some point, or uh, you know, they have a very very nice selection of their old movies that aren't in the vault for no adequate reason, or uh, they have um, you know some great new Star Wars content, or God knows what else. Was that in this, this possi- is, was that in this article, or was that in a later article? That's a later article, okay. but yeah, it, it's possible they they've 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 piqued my interest but at this point it's just kind of i don't want this to turn into all right well there's 35 different streaming services and and know, that and that totally catch negates them all. that negates the cord cutting aspect of what the community has been doing it kind of does and it kind of doesn't it's almost like you know getting a la carte networks which is kind of what we wanted it's just that unfortunately all of these streaming services seem to be coming up with content that i want so right but but also fortunately it doesn't seem like there's going to be too many of them uh, but at that juncture you're still spending i'm talking about the cost aspect oh yeah the the cost aspect of it absolutely like you, you you spend i don't know 60 to 100 bucks a month for cable and you deal with commercial-wise and all of that stuff. And now, 600 channels that you don't need. And now you have the ability to spend the same amount of money to get... I don't even know what their 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 um, model is yet. I don't, have, I don't think we've discussed it. But, like, you know, there's the, the Hulu model where you can... Or I don't even know if it's that way anymore. With the there was a version of it commercial free. There was a version with commercials. Actually, even the commercial free, some of the shows weren't able to go commercial free, which blew my mind. Like I'm paying to have no commercials, and then they still threw commercials in. Mm-hmm. Um, like I don't I don't know what Disney's platform is or how they're offering their content. <clears throat> so beats me. But 
like I said, we we were we saw this coming. It makes absolute sense. We'll just see how it goes. I mean, they're going to have a huge corner in the market, so best that of luck. Is the truth. So, all right, another one from the Hollywood Reporter. Um, Ellen DeGeneres is doing Green Eggs and Ham, a Netflix series, and uh, they got a voice cast. Um, <laughs> I'm not Devine. sure I understand this. I, 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 Michael Douglas, Ileana Glazer, Keegan Michael Key. I mean, like, there's some there's some really big names as a voice cast. Um, Ellen DeGeneres is producing Green Eggs and Ham. I, I, That's a strange sentence. Yeah. <laughs> she's producing green eggs and ham. Yeah. Has How she seen she a doctor? That? Yeah, she has. Um, <clears throat> I, I really remember. I don't remember much of the story that Dr. Seuss produced about green eggs and ham, but I don't <laughs> think it's like, I can't imagine stretching that into a series. That's, but like, that's what I'm saying. Um, they well, must have some sort of idea. Yeah. When you get into it, they, they're, talking about incorporating other material from the Dr. Seuss universe and sort of bringing in other stories and, and adding more dimensions to Sam I am and what are they calling the other character in that story? It was Guy, so guy, guy I am. Guy I am. Yes, Guy am I. Guy, that's a Guy am I. So Netflix describes it as a postmodern planes, trains, and automobiles through the whimsical world of Dr. Seuss. And really, that's all you needed to sell me. I'm sold. Yeah, I mean, all right, I'm gonna watch it. I'll give, I'll give it a whirl. And you know, plus John's been super into Doctor Seuss lately, so. And it's Doctor Seuss's birthday this week, so happy birthday, Doctor Seuss. Happy birthday. Um, wow, Eddie Izzard, Jeffrey Wright, Jillian Bell, John Turturro, Tracy Morgan, like, wow. Who doesn't love Doctor Seuss? Right. <laughs> Everybody wants to do this show. Everybody loves Doctor Seuss. So, yeah, that's going to be on Netflix. There you go. It's part of their big animation push. Yeah. Oh, they actually also mentioned the other stuff that they were, um, we talked about, uh, the other author. Roald Dahl. That's it, where they were pushing for that. And they're doing all of their own animation now in-house, which is great. Mm-hmm. Like, fantastic. Good on them. So. All right, when we get... <laughs> I, I want to see a trailer for that. I, I'm curious as to the art style that they're going to work with. I hope that they stick with the like the classic look of it. Like they just redid mm-hmm. um, the Grinch, and it still has that sort of look to it. It's, it's CG animated, of course, and heavily polished, but it still has the oversized body structures and whatnot. And I like that. So. The thing I and I didn't see the new Grinch movie, so I can't really complain. But the thing that I objected to of the premise. Was that they're trying to sell the Grinch as now like a year-round thing? Mm-hmm. No, no. The Grinch is a Christmas story. Oh, no, no. Fuck off. <laughs> you wait your turn. <laughs> it's kind uh. of one of those things where I like, I love the Grinch and I love reading it to my kids and I like watching the movie with them too. But like by December, like 21st, I'm like, okay, that's enough Grinch. Yeah. I'm done with the Grinch. I do not want to watch the Grinch or read the Grinch year-round. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm looking at the interactions on this next one uh, from TVLine.com. We spoke about this last week as well, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, How we, dare you? We made comment that the, there I'm might sorry. be a possibility of the newsroom 
coming back. And um, this week, <clears throat> Aaron Sorkin has said no. <laughs> like, Sorry, that's not happening. And that is why I don't get my hopes up, people. <laughs> that is why I stopped reading. I'm going to cry. I'm like, go cry in my car now. So that is what I said. <laughs> I love and that. I did. Uh, yeah, it's a shame because it would be there's so much fodder for it right now. Maybe, who knows? Could be a future thing, and it's a, 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 a maybe it'll be a look back at this amazing time that we're going through right now. But as of right now, there are no plans to bring the newsroom back. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, anyone we, we reported that speculation to last week who like went out and I don't know bought a bunch of newsroom merchandise. Why not? <laughs> they should be because it's newsroom. The original newsroom is still really good. <laughs> <laughs> newsroom hats everywhere um <clears throat> so uh from deadline.com mike halter to star in cbs drama pilot evil from robert and michelle king i know i mean good for him he is very busy um, i'm really i'm just i the only reason i posted this is that i'm happy to see him doing something yeah as the as i was reading this article he is he was quite was and still is quite popular so um i don't know anything about this it's it's i've never heard of this series i don't know if it's is it based off of something mm, no <coughs> seem that way but it's a series based off of mike coulter being a sexy motherfucker that's true that uh is true <laughs> evil is a series about the battle between science and religion so Apparently. Yeah, isn't he playing like a blue-collar priest? Yeah, which I thought <laughs> was weird. <laughs> oh, no, priest in training. Oh, right. Who's being sent out to investigate supposed miracles. So he's the you know, the priest that walks into the bar. There's going to be a psychologist that walks into a bar, and they're going to solve mysteries Scooby-Doo style. That's yeah, what I want to no, see. I mean, Scooby-Doo style, but no, because what this, that when I read this, the premise that it most reminded me of was x-files yeah okay i mean swap like supernatural for religion which is basically you can do that anytime you want um and it's the same show and i'm here for that yeah and he's a solid actor i mean it seems like it's gonna be all right i I, it's just is it what hold on Okay, because it is CBS. Mm-hmm. Does that mean it's going to be on? Is it going to be on CBS proper, or is it going to be on that? The, the, if it's going to be on all access, it'll probably be good. If it's going to be on CBS proper, it'll probably be trash. <laughs> yeah. So, I, Wait, is it going to be on the good CBS or the not good CBS? Um, it doesn't say either way. So, once we find out that. Uh, we will, oh wait, there it is. Nope. No, it's the good. He also replies his character on the Kings. Good fight spinoff for CBS All Access. So nope, doesn't say. But if you want more Mike Coulter, now you know where he is. Yeah, he is being a, a blue collar priest. I don't know what that means. What is a blue collar priest? I don't it means know that he either. doesn't wear a white collar. He wears a blue collar. Yeah, like the little insert in the black shirt is blue. I think that means he's also a cop. <laughs> yeah, he's a construction <laughs> worker and a priest, right? And yep. a policeman. He's, well, no, he's a, he's a cop because it's, it's the blue. 
But I guess he's also a construction worker on the side because he's both a metaphorical blue collar and a literal blue collar. Oh, so priest. we're going with the literal and the metaphorical. Okay. Yeah. So, so he's a he's a priest cop who solves crimes with a hammer. Who Wait. with a hammer <laughs> and a saw. At a, at a, at a hammer and a saw at a job site, uh, and he also has indestructible skin. So he doesn't need a hard hat. Okay, I got it. I'm a bard. He's, I like that show. He's his own hard hat. There's the tagline. <laughs> He's his own hard hat. <laughs> and we're done. All right. Good night. Thank you, folks. All right. From Newsarama, Neil Gaiman revives Jim Henson's Storyteller. Now, I feel that we spoke about Storyteller coming back, but that no, we did not say Neil Gaiman had anything to do with it. Because that was news to me, but I felt that Storyteller was... We had talked about that previously. But Storyteller was one of my favorite Jim Henson things. We definitely brought it up on the show for some reason. I can't remember what it was, though. Um, It was just really, really well done. And now they're adding Neil Gaiman to the mix. So I... That sounds fantastic to me. Yeah, whoever it was who finally got Neil Gaiman into being a showrunner, like, thank you. Good job. Good pull. <laughs> like, because, like, Storyteller was um, an anthology series, and it was all fairy tales. And it was made via puppeteering and live action. And... Mr. Gaiman is very good at mythology and the like. And I this sound like this sounds like a match made in heaven. So I I don't want to get my hopes too high <laughs> cuz I really loved that series back in the day. Um but none of this bother none of this bothers me. Like all of this sounds fantastic. And if it's okay with Evan, it should be okay with everybody else. That's very true. Good darn tootin'. <laughs> and if you listen to this show and you don't agree with that, what are you even what? doing? What what are you what are you doing? All right. <laughs> uh from deadline.com. Uh Orange is the new bat black Alicia Witt to recur in season seven. I I I don't know who that you, is. You do know who this is. Do I? I mean, Should... you must know her from something. I can't. I don't recognize. Is that her in the picture? Think so. And picture's not loading, but yes, I'm sure it is her. Um, uh, that's not a very Alicia Witt picture. So God damn it! So let's do this. Search Google. <clears throat> she. Um, oh my she... God! That's not her at all. <laughs> so when I Google it, I know who that woman is. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what this picture is. I mean, I think that's her, but I don't know why she looks like that. Not that that woman looks bad. It just it doesn't, doesn't look, look like, like Alicia Witt. <laughs> Holy crackers. So, yes, I do know who that is. Um, wow, I don't know why, though. I know her face. She's been in a lot of things. And she's kind of a, hey, it's that girl. Um, she was... Uh, one. Of, she was the smart crow sister in a season of Justified. Okay. Wendy, Wendy oh, yeah, Crow. She was Wendy Crow. Yeah. I'm looking to do, do, do justify. She's also in a season of Nashville, which you didn't watch, so. <laughs> Only oh, I watched my dear she, departed Oh, she was Nashville. in two weeks' notice. That's why. I, no. 
like, why do you like such crap? <laughs> did it Actually, have Ryan Reynolds in it? It did not. No, it does not. Um, Mr. Holland's Opus. That I remember her in that as well. That was a great movie. All of this other stuff, not so much. So, yeah. But, okay. So, she was on Orange is the New Black and is now coming no, she, back? No. Uh, this article is a little confusingly written. No, she she's going to be in a recurring role on the upcoming season. Okay. Which is the final season. That I know. Um, she will play Zelda, a professional fundraiser for high-end non-profit organizations. <laughs> So, hmm. I, it's from what I read in this article, I can't tell if she's an inmate or not. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe she's going to have something to do with uh, with Piper's character on the outside. Maybe. Maybe. Is, did Piper get out yet? Yeah, she got out at the end of last season. Okay. I, I fell off when they uh, took over the prison. It's like, yeah, mm. this is so not believable anymore. So... But there it is. Good for Alicia. 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 That girl. You'll recognize her too. All right. TVLine.com. Rain Wilson to star in Utopia. New Amazon series from Jillian Finn. Flynn. Flynn? What did I say? Did I say Lynn? You said Finn. Oh, sorry. Flynn. I knew I can read that part. Um, I don't know who Jillian Flynn is. Uh, she wrote um, Gone Girl and Sharp Objects. Ooh, so that is not the normal Rain Wilson project, though. No. Okay, so um, adapted from the British series of the same name. <laughs> oh, this is the one about the comic book, the graphic novel. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's right. So it's about a group of young adults who meet online that are mercilessly hunted by a shadowy deep state organization after they come into possession of a near mythical cult underground graphic novel. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I don't, this show is for Evan. This, it sounds like it is for me. I am not the biggest Rain Wilson fan. That's okay. Once it like outside of the office... I can't, I can't see him playing anything other than that. You know what I mean? You didn't like Super? No. It was a weird movie, huh? Yes. <laughs> it was a disturbing movie. <laughs> yes, it was. It wasn't, wasn't his, like, a pipe wrench? <laughs> Went around killing people? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, What's-her-face got half her head blown off. Yeah. So every time I see her, I see her with half her head blown off. It's very, very disturbing. <laughs> sounds all sorts of disturbing. Um, but the premise of this show sounds fantastic. Um, Casting news, David do Like, he has been in a number of things. And the, yeah, but nothing that, like, really hit right. since The Office. And mm-hmm. that's, like, he always plays like the the sidekick and he's got a weird sense of humor like it's i don't know i hope i from what i'm reading about this show from its premise i want it i want it to succeed because it sounds really good but i i i can't picture him in a 
dramatic role because he wasn't he in like one of the the um what's the dinosaur movies lost worlds wasn't he in one of them where like like jurassic park or something yeah and he was in some sort of fantasy type movie as some sort of serious character, and I don't remember and much I didn't about buy it. it. Like, <laughs> although I mean, he was like he was extremely weird, but he was a, he was not a comedic character in. Uh, uh, I just I just had it and I lost it. There's the Six Feet Under. That's true. Yeah, that but that cast that that was a really good cast though. Like he didn't stand out in that cast. Yeah, the only reason he stood out was because it was that whole thing was just so creepy. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Best of luck. It, it's uh, I'm trying to see. Is, does it say where? It's Amazon. So, don't know. Don't know when it's coming. So, when we get more news about that, we will let you know because I am interested in this one. This one sounds good. Um. Yeah. Now, here's a shocker. Um, a Seafy series got canceled. <laughs> George R. R. Martin's Night Flyers, after one season, is has been removed from the Seafy channel. I have no idea what this is. Yeah, I had never even heard of it, but I saw that it was a George R. R. Martin joint. It's like, oh, so this is what you're doing. Yeah. Go write the books. You're gonna die. You're 850 years old and you weigh 950 pounds. You eat nothing but Cheetos. Uh, you need to finish this book before you die. <laughs> Thousands of angry fans are going to like haunt your grave if you don't finish your books. And like at this point, he's in such a weird position because you know the show's gonna end. So the show's gonna have an ending, and the books won't have an ending. So then the show's ending will be considered officially, like, canon over the book, which is weird and wrong. It is. But very what weird, else very are you going to do? Well, Night Flyers is the most costly thing Seafy has done, um, and it did not hit. <laughs> I just want to, like, have been in that meeting where someone was like, all right, we're sci-fi executives and we need a really great idea. What can we do? What's popular? Oh, that George R. R. Martin guy has that really big show on HBO. We should do one of his shows. And then, like, it was this. Yeah, but it was this without him. <laughs> I know. Like, that, like, that, it was like, you guys, you tried. I know you were trying real hard, but I, you really it, fucked it up. It, it, didn't it say in here that it was a, like a novella? <laughs> yeah. Like, it wasn't even like a full book. <laughs> it was a story lit. Um, so... And then within that article, there's like a related topic that says Hulu is developing George R. R. Martin's wild card. Like, just finish the book. Sorry. Oh, I guess I guess the entertainment industry is is sensing the George R. R. Martin thirst and trying to fill it with anything that they can get their hands on. But none of it is satisfying. Right. All we want and is I, Game of Thrones. And I feel if he finished Game of Thrones, everything else would be more acceptable. Yeah. Like, because now everything that he does is under the the, the 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 lens of this needs to be better than Game of Thrones because I'm getting this and not the ending of Game of Thrones. So, all of this stuff is like just starting off bad, <laughs> not in the right direction. 
Yeah. We'll see what happens. <coughs> um, <laughs> Zimbo.com. <laughs> I don't know what Zimbio. Uh, the Jane the Virgin season five trailer just clued us in on that shocking season four cliffhanger. Yeah. Karen? Spoiler alert for Jane the Virgin fans. Yeah, I, I know there's a blanket one up Todd. I'm just saying. Well, yeah, always. Um, so I'm assuming it was a big deal that 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 guy shows up. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> season three, uh, Jane's husband, Michael dies suddenly and unexpectedly is it one of those on-screen dies like you yeah see like him they showed him like he, he was kind of die yeah he was taking an exam for something i think to become a lawyer or something like that like he was trying to take the bar i forget it was some kind of important professional exam and like he got up to hand it in his paper and he like collapsed on the ground okay really? it's very they did, dramatic they did that in um uh ally mcbeal <laughs> Gil yeah, Bellow's character. He was uh, just in the middle of court, and then he turned around in court and just like, and he said some like super nice thing to Alec McBeal, and then he dropped dead. Yeah, it was it was an Alec McBeal death then. Yeah. Um, and then Robert Downey Jr. took over for him, and that was neat. <laughs> I missed that show. So he he died, and then like they did a time jump um, in the next season. So because she and and Michael just had a kid, or she was pregnant. Something like that. Okay. No, she had the kid. Um, and uh, and she spent, like, a whole season, like, processing her grief and, like, trying to figure out if she was going to move on and go back to this other guy or whatever, whatever. And, you know, it was really interesting and all that. At the end of, at the, end of the season, they were like, oh, guess what? He's back. He's not dead. Hmm. <laughs> but he gonna explain that? The, According to but, this, he has amnesia? I, yeah, I don't know. Yes. I mean, we're going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> and and the the honey since you have a slight familiarity with the show in the trailer that they show that rogelio's way of trying to get him to remember everything is just him saying like his name over again <laughs> i'm rogelio de la vega <laughs> rogelio de la vega you know rogelio de la vega <laughs> so one of these days i'm going to bring that show on this podcast because oh i love rogelio so much so <laughs> Yeah. So this is this is coming back in spring, April, maybe May. I don't know. It's I, I, mean, back I understand soon. that it's like it's it's based around telenovelas. Yes. Or, so that makes a lot of sense. But I didn't think it was a telenovela. I mean, it kind of is. Yeah. Okay. Like one of the th- one of the things about it is that they have all these like crazy plot twists practically every episode, where it's like. Lots Holy of dramatic shit. slaps and whatnot. So yeah, but it seems oh March twenty seventh is when it comes back. So end of the month. Um, so but yeah, it, it's just I don't want to jag on telenovelas because I never really watched any. But this one is like I don't know. It's done with really good production value and go, go, great actors and I don't know. Kind of a more believable story than I tend to think of telenovelas oh, yeah, t- as telenovelas having. Telenovelas are way over the top. I mean, this definitely has like its wacky storylines and but camp, it's sitcom- but it's it's, sitcom- it's based in reality. Yeah. So, right. so <laughs> sort of. I look forward to uh, seeing this final season and seeing what the hell is going on. There you go. All right. Um, all right. Here's here is we, I started to discuss this earlier. Um, 
from hnentertainment.com. Uh, it's a list of Star Wars series that are being considered for Disney+. Plus. Um, now, as I read this, they, they are talking about doing shows that are focusing on like a young Princess Leia, Captain Phasma, the Knights of Ren, uh, Rosie, Rose, Tic- Rose Tico. I don't know who that is. She was the Asian girl in the Last Jedi. Okay, um, and possibly uh, something about Sith Lord Darth Bane. So it's not like any of these are in production or even seriously being discussed. Like this is this is a possibility. Like they they put a list of things on a board and like someone saw the board kind of thing. <laughs> um, and they're you know, like, this article seems, you know, slightly misleading. Like, you know, people have chatted about, you know, Millie Bobby Brown playing a young princess Leia and her, look, she dressed up as her for Halloween. Mm, yeah. Star Wars is pretty big. <laughs> She's an actress. Yeah. Um, so I am interested in the Knights of Ren. Like I would like Me to too. see something done with that. Yeah, of all the things I listed there, that's probably the one that I'm most interested in. I, I, I don't even know what Sith Lord Darth Bane is. I got a really weird picture in my head when I read it the first time. Just <laughs> like Bane, Bane from Batman, but as a yes. Sith Lord. Yes, <laughs> like a hooded, like classic comic book luchador mask Bane. So like he pulls off the hood, and it's that and there's luchador, a luchador mask, mask under there. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, the 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 mythos of Star Wars is like so vast that any of these are possible. With a fa- like, they could do it like a, a Cheers esque series about the Cantina. I always thought that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Think about that for a second. The main cast is like that band that plays in the background, and whatever the bartender is. And just mayhem from the Star Wars universe in <laughs> Starts with the shooting of, you know, when Han shot first. That's where it starts. It sounds more like an SNL sketch than a, than a whole yeah, series. But, then it, and then it but, becomes, but it would be really good. Right. A good sketch. <laughs> you know, the shooting know, happens. Man. They become really popular because of what happened in there. And then Space Frasier. <laughs> Space Frasier. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, next. I would pay money for Space Frasier. <laughs> Space <laughs> Frasier. Uh, this is nothing to do with anything, but you just reminded me of another TV-related thing that I just saw that I would pay money to see, which is why don't Sam and Dean on Supernatural just put salt in hula hoops and, like, hula hoop through the demons? <laughs> What? It's <laughs> a Tumblr post I just saw, and I was like, "Yep, but Wait. why don't they do that?" <laughs> They'd constantly have a circle of salt around them. <laughs> just <laughs> I'm getting that mental picture, and it's pretty goddamn hysterical. Uh, you should check my Facebook. I, I post. I shared the Tumblr post, and it's got a little uh, hand-drawn illustration of what it would look like. <laughs> I will check that out. <laughs> um, okay, so from NBCBoston.com. Last week, we 
talked about a news article. For, uh, Jesse Jesse Smollett. Jesse. 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 Okay. Jesse Smollett. Uh, he claimed that he was attacked on the street. Uh, a noose was put around his neck, and then possibly someone was yelling out anti or um, pro magma rhetoric. And then some of no, that was not pro magma. They don't like volcanoes. <laughs> They're pro maga. Maga. I say magma. I'm trying to remember everything. So apparently, <laughs> I fucking love volcanoes. Okay, <laughs> that hot stuff in the middle. I'm very pro. <laughs> magma rights. Damn it. Make America volcanic again. Oh God! Any opportunity to make me look the fool. Um, apparently, it's not about of, you looking the fool. It's about the importance of the rights of the innards of volcano. All right. Apparently, all no. of that was bullshit. Well, allegedly, just to cover our legal asses, because the case is still open. Yeah, but didn't he go in and confess? He went and surrendered himself. He didn't confess. Okay, what was what was he surrendering himself for? Uh, for questioning in the case. Uh, he was charged with. Whatever the hell it says he was charged with. All right. So, yeah. But, yeah, it, it to all uh, intents and purposes, it looks as if this was something. Not that the story was made up, but that he paid these guys to do these things so that uh, because he was unhappy with his salary on the show he's on. So bad so publicity he, is good publicity? kind of thing like something bad happened to him he thought he was gonna get a payday? i think he thought he was gonna become a bigger name because oh everybody knows my name now i'm that guy who got attacked in that you know well, in that racial attack everybody's gonna know his name now too yeah, yeah. well i mean he's apparently, apparently not that bright <laughs> presuming that you know that this is indeed made up there there was um one of the no it was the the uh, security guard he was. He saw guys who came in and bought masks and gloves, and he's like, "No, I I know it's them. I helped them find those items. Like, I, there's <laughs> no doubt in my mind those are the guys." And like, yeah, like, why well, do something like that? There's enough. There's enough like garbage awful, out there. Yeah, there's enough awful in the world. There's enough of the people like actual people actual hate crime actual hate crime going on there is actual hate crime crime going on and without jumping into political stuff but you know that kind of thing happens you don't need to make that up mm -hmm. and the fact that he's making it up now gives ammunition to the other side it just it makes people be like oh see people make this shit up all the time just look at that one guy yep yeah. that one famous guy who's not actually famous but is now famous for making this up just it was a real, really dumb thing to do. Uh, really, really dumb. And very, very hurtful and uh, damaging and stupid. And did I mention stupid? Poor form. Bad form. Poor form. Let's never speak of him again. And I'm okay with that. Moving on. Deadline.com. Oh. All right, so. I just realized it was reported by Deadline. <sighs> oh. <laughs> That's terrible. That's um, Peter Tork dies. Uh, monkey's affable bassist 
passed away at the age of 77. Now, in in this article, it doesn't... Does it say he, he actually died from cancer? Because I know he had... I don't know if this article says it, but that's... From what I've come to understand, that's what so that's what he it had was. A mouth or tongue cancer. It was some sort of like Oral. really rare form of cancer. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I remember this guy was great. Like, he was my favorite when I was a kid. This this really bummed me out. Like, I was really really affected by this because I was a just a gigantic monkeys fan. Really, um, I was not aware of that. Are you being sarcastic? No. Oh. I did not know you were a big monkeys fan. I know you're a weird owl fan. Like that's a, <laughs> like yeah. I'm I'm a huge monkeys fan. When I was a kid, back when um, he's also a huge fan of monkeys. That's also true. Not uh, orangutans though. They can go scratch. They can and often do. Uh, <laughs> the um, back when MTV re-aired uh, the monkeys in okay. the uh, early '90s. Uh, my sister and I would watch it, and we loved the show. Just we absolutely loved that show. Uh, and then we got a bunch of their records, and we would play their records on our little Fisher Price record player. And uh, I mean, uh, we'd listen to the just the hell out of these songs. And and if this is the cutest anecdote you've ever heard, I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> Uh, we we had a bunch of we had like five or six of their records and uh, we just listened to them over and over again. We loved them. We loved the show. Uh, Peter was always my favorite. Mike was my sister's favorite. Uh, Daydream Believer is in my top so- top five of all time songs. Uh, I, I love it. And then when I never actually got to see the Monkees live, and when Davy Jones passed, I was uh, I was like really bummed that I never jumped on tickets to go see them when they were doing their whole tour thing and. Theoretically, now I could still go because um, Mike and Mickey are still doing a, a tour. Um, just the two of them doing some things, but you know, Mike and Mickey have both also started to have some health problems. So I, I'm, I don't know. But this this really this really bummed me out. And what I did was uh, we recently inherited a record player and uh, a whole boatload of records. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went to a record shop in the, in the, in my local mall and I bought a, uh, like a monkey's greatest hits record, uh, and just came home and listened to it for the rest of the day. And that was, was pretty nice. I love that band. And this was, a it was just one of those things that just 77, man, like he was a good dude mm-hmm. and he did good stuff. And the monkeys are such a fascinating story. You know, yeah, they were they, like, they were the first man-made pop band if you will mm-hmm. like they were they were designed for a, a television show yeah like they're 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 pretty good musicians and like yeah they're they're faking it on the show most of the time like <laughs> you look at any of the music videos that were in the episodes of the show and it's like yeah mickey's not playing that drum beat like he's, he's thwacking he's moving his hands but that's not that's not happening you know like you got a drummer you could see that sort of thing yeah you got like davy jones holding like 13 maracas for some reason he's just like standing there in the background like all right i i don't have anything to do in this show and i can't pretend to play guitar so we're just gonna do this uh uh it was um they, yeah they're, they're they're just they're just freaking fascinating like i think most of the like a lot of their music was written by neil diamond and uh it's just incredibly catchy stuff and a lot of it still holds mm-hmm. up really well today and uh 
you know, what was it? Uh, Mike Nesmith, uh, his mom invented liquid paper. So uh, he didn't actually have to do anything. The for... heir to the whiteout fortune. Exactly. He's the heir to the whiteout fortune. And he didn't do most of the tours uh, when they decided it was, uh, you know, Davey, Peter and Mickey wanted to you know go on little reunion tours. And Mike was just like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really need to do this. And I, I think it was after Davey died that Mike was convinced to actually kind of get involved with more of it. And now, you know, Mike and Mickey tour together all the time. But uh, it's... It's a darn shame. I'd like to go back and rewatch the monkeys episode someday just to see how they hold up. Uh, do you? I'm sure they're very strange. I do okay, just because I, I, I suspect that they're, I suspect that the way they'll hold up is kind of the way that they held up when they re aired in the nineties. Okay. So like they've are, they already went through a whole second run. Like they, they had a whole second wind. Like when MTV started airing, it wasn't just me and my sister. Like they, they they had a whole thing. They started doing like the 25th anniversary tours or some not 25th, but they, they did some sort of anniversary tour things. Like it actually kind of caught on. They released uh, a couple of new records mm-hmm. right after that stuff took off. Like we weren't alone. So obviously there's there's something good there. But I know it's I, I seem to remember it being a lot of the same kind of absurdist humor um, in the same vein as the uh, Adam West Batman. Yeah. Like there's a lot of that kind of weirdo DNA in that show, and I also as a gigantic fan of Adam West Batman, um, uh, I'd be really interested to go back and watch that because Adam West Batman holds up in its own very, very special very sort of special, way, specific way. <laughs> God, that's another weird thing. Man. You, that was my only exposure to Batman was Adam West Batman for the long, and then then the Batman uh, Michael Keaton movie came out, and I was like, whoa. Batman, but serious? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, bats are black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never thought of that before. Why does he wear blue? <laughs> oh, good times. Goodness. All right. So, big bucket of win. Sad to see him go, but he he did. He he left an indelible mark. Him and the entire monkeys. Yeah. Troop. All right, so next up from Mashable.com, we got an official Twilight, the new Twilight Zone trailer. This looks ridiculously good. Doesn't it? Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Like, I... See, now, this this is what we were talking about before. Now, between this and Star Trek, okay, CBS... You're get you're you're, you're you're starting to push me in the direction of paying for your your little uh, your little network there, pal. Yeah. And I'm not happy about it. I'm not happy about it at all because as you know, we've spoken about on the show, I do not care for your network in the least. I do not like it. No, I don't. No. Um yeah, it's really creepy. It looks really good. Like it's all sorts of twilight. Like it's really, it looks really good. So, um, and it's got a great cast. I does. mean, Adam was, Scott, Camille Nanjani, all these great people. And I, and it's really got that Twilight Zone feel down. That and that's that was what I noticed the most, like that unsettling, off-putting feeling that you got when you were watching the Twilight Zone. That something was just, just slightly <clears throat> off, 
and just left of center. Right. And then at the end, you go, oh, my God, that was really off. Like, you know, that's. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, it was like you couldn't quite put your finger on it. And then the end of the episode was always, this is what you should put your finger on. And you're like, oh, my God. (laughs) Aha. Oh, goodness. (coughs) Yeah. CVS All Access. Hmm. All right. Doctor Who TV.co.uk. You guys. It's time. <laughs> it's time. It took a little the- while off, but it's now it's time for the Doctor Who news blitz that shall <laughs> fill the <laughs> void <laughs> from now until 2020 when we get new freaking episodes. All right, Stephen Fry's coming. Oh, well, he was on Doctor Who already. Was he? I'm I asking. I don't remember this having happened. Okay. Uh, Stephen Fry looks to be joining the guest cast of Series 12. I felt like... Was he just a? Do, 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 do. I feel I I don't know why I feel like he's no stranger. To, oh, having voiced that's where I read it. Okay, so he did. Death comes to time. He did. He was part of the webcast. That he was a voice in that, uh, and he worked on an unused script for series two. Hmm. So he does have some attachment, but yeah. <laughs> Fry himself was also hinted as being one of River Song's husbands in the 2015 Christmas special. Now explain <laughs> that to me. <laughs> uh, I believe, if if I remember right, what they're referring to is the husbands of River Song, mm-hmm. which in which there's some comedy gotten from um, joking about who else might have been her husband in addition to the the king in the episode and the doctor, and and I guess. Stephen Fry was also one of the possibilities, which is amusing, not the least of which because I believe he's a homosexual. Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, don't don't kill me if I'm wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure he is. And so, for him to be married to a straight woman is kind of funny. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I love Stephen Fry, and this is comes from a, a Twitter report from somebody involved in making the show. So, do you, you see know. the caption for the photo? Yes, him in a random. <laughs> and it's a picture of him and Tennant. Yeah, just a random. Yay. Just some rando. Just, um, it appears as uh he's in a being in a, a 40s style tweed suit. Uh and somewhere on the set is a portrait of Queen Victoria, so maybe those are some clues as to what's going on in the episode, maybe not, who knows. Well, I'm sure we'll find out soon enough. But yes, Stephen Fry on Doctor Who, yay! All right, so now we're gonna. That leads us into CBR.com. River Song could return. Now, I feel like that's just her saying, "Yeah, this it could happen." Yeah, I mean, this is another one of those stories that happens because someone interviewed Alex King and so, or Alex Kingston, and so was like, oh, hey, you were on Doctor Who. You think you'd go back? Because everybody who's ever been on Doctor Who has to be asked that question. Mm -hmm. And of course, the answer is yes, I want to go back to Doctor Who, because who wouldn't? I think (laughs) the only slight different bit of information in this story from any other like it is that... Kingston and Jodie Whittaker have met and discussed the possibility. Not that either one of them has any power to make it happen necessarily, but 
they've talked about it and they're both on board on the idea. So if anybody ever figured out a way to bring River Song back, these two parties would be agreeable to do it. There you go. It's a possibility and everybody's on board. Just make it happen. Let's see, but like, do you want to see that, Karen? I don't know. I'm torn because, um, you know, her story is pretty complete. Right. But at the same time, she's a great character. And it's hard for me to say I, I don't want to see any more of her. And Chris? I'm, I'm good. I, they, have, <clears throat> they have told her story. They have told it well. They've even uh, pulled her... Uh, Pulled that old card once or twice too many times, in my humble opinion. It's worked out well, don't get me wrong, but I I love it when they have characters kind of interact with, like the new Doctors interact with characters that know previous iterations of the Doctor. I think that's really fascinating, but they've written River Song in such a very specific way, and there are other characters to, to dive into with that. As much fun as that would be, I mean, I'll take Captain Jack. Yeah. Ten. I'll take yeah. Captain Jack. Yeah. I would like to say. John Seven Barrowman, days a week can you twice take, on Sunday. John Barrowman, please take five giant steps backwards in terms of fame so you can go back and do Doctor Who. Because <laughs> he's just like way too famous now. He's doing way too many things. He's like always on oh, tour and yeah, on shows see, and like doing I, stuff. I guarantee if they were like, we want, we want the captain back, he'll be like, yes. Yes. Whatever I need yes, to Yes, but I think he'd also be like, and you will pay me this much money. And know. Doctor Who would be like, sorry. I don't know. We can't do that. You think? Because it's like. It's like I don't know a lot character. about the guy. I just suspect that if he thought it was fun, he'd do it for like a box of Cracker Jacks and a lap dance. I mean, That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I mean, if anything was his, you know, non. non uh, Non-monetary price, that would be it. <laughs> a I mean, uh, he's crackers. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine it's that much more expensive than whatever the CW was paying him to be on Arrow. That's possibly. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm still reeling over a box of Cracker Jacks and a lap dance. <sighs> All right. Well, there it is. We, uh, there's the possibility. Should it happen? Let us know. What do you think? Should River Song return? Tell us. You're not asking me, right? No. (laughs) Talking to those that are listening, hopefully. All right. ScreenRant.com. Dark Materials teaser. Now, I'm not familiar with this property. So um, it's BBC's epic fantasy adaptation of (laughs) Bill... Pullman's Phil Bill Philip Pullman's his oh. dark material Bill Pullman Bill wow. Pullman's many things but I don't think he's a, uh, a sci-fi author <laughs> or fancy sure. author um so okay it's a an expansive fantasy story that the BBC is looking to do a mini series on now this trailer <coughs> <coughs> doesn't give you much in way of story but it does give you a really good creepy feeling on what it could be yeah i couldn't really tell what's going on in this at all i just could tell that i would be scared and or feeling suspense from it yeah um 
So I'm, I'm looking because like it seems like they tried to do this before with Nicole Kidman, Eva Green, Daniel Craig, and voice talents of Ian McKellen and Kathy Bates. I I I never heard yeah, of I've, this. I vaguely remember this having been a movie. I got or something. I, I, and like now they're gonna do a miniseries and um, what's his name? The the guy, the the excuse me, the guy who's in the main image there. Um, James McAvoy. That's it. Like that seemed to be the biggest name that I'd seen in the the trailer. Like, yeah. I, I so. I, I don't well, know. I don't Lin know Manuel. what I should know about this. Oh, that's true. That he was also in that. And seeing, like, like I said, the 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 trailer gives you a creepy feeling. And seeing his visage with that feeling made me more off put by it. Like I, I feel like he is upbeat and light, and then all of a sudden, like I'm, I'm watching this and it's really dark and and. And then all of a sudden uh, he showed up. I was like, wow. I don't yeah, know what I, I'm supposed to feel right now. I agree with you that that's usually his type of project. Mm-hmm. Is a more of a happy, up, upbeat, lighter thing. But I also know that he is personally a fan, a huge fan of the original work. So okay. I know that's why he's involved. Don't know. British fantasy adventure, His Dark Materials, starring James. No, okay. I, that. There. Uh, Are I'm, you okay? Uh, no, because I'm, I'm looking back and the imagery is of this young girl riding this bear, and that looks familiar Golden to compass. me. Is that it? You just said something about a bear and you said Daniel Craig at some point, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was the Golden Compass. And is that part of this series? Maybe. Know. Let me look that up. Because like, this is this I, is one I of them. I feel like rabbit. that's right. Yes, his Dark Materials is composed of three books: the Golden Compass, uh, the Subtle yeah. Knife, and the Amber Spyglass. So it was a failed movie. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> okay. So, all right, what? All right, I saw the Golden Compass. And this trailer does not look like does not that look movie. Like that. <laughs> not in the least. Interesting. All right. I'll. I, I'm actually. I would like to check check out this miniseries when it is released. So, because I mean, the Golden Compass was nothing to write home about. So, hopefully, they, you know, tweaked it a little bit and gonna get it right this time. So yeah. If Lynn's in it, I'm on board, as you all well this know. This is very true. All right. So, uh, com, <laughs> The best and worst moments of 2019's Oscars. Yep. So, there's the list. Karen, how did you feel? You all, I'm assuming you watched them, correct? You weren't hanging out with me on Twitter last night, Evan. I was not. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember no. what I was doing last night, and it w- was not paying attention to the Oscars, because I was never... How did you feel overall about the 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 the, the show? Uh, the show itself was fine. It was, um, and Chris mentioned that he read another article that said that this telecast got higher ratings than the Oscars have had for a while. 
And I think that's due to the surrounding conference controversy about the hostless nature of the Oscars. Okay. Because there was no host after the whole Kevin Hart blow up thing. Right. Um, And I feel like it worked. I did not miss the host. Um, And the show moved along. I mean, it still ended after it's three and a half hours or after it's three hour time window. But there wasn't like, you know, a a dumb six minute song montage that wasn't that funny to blame that on. All it was is like normal live TV event, things going wrong or people making longer speeches or whatever. So it was like, I don't know, 10 minutes longer than it should have been. Okay. That's not 15 bad. maybe. Yeah. Um, and and it wasn't like it was over long because they put a bunch of filler crap in that we didn't need. Okay. They opened up the show with a big musical number with Queen and Adam Lambert. That was, you know, pretty cool. Um, they got all the songs in. They... Uh, they they I mean, they got through all the categories and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, everything was uh, it was it was an entertaining show to watch. I'll I don't know save my opinions about the actual movies because number one I haven't seen a lot of the movies so mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about and also this is a TV podcast. Uh, so, but- uh, okay, so <laughs> I, I'm scrolling through and I wanted to make like ask a question because one of the topics was the best presenters who should be hosts. Now yes. I am familiar with John Mulaney. He's a yes. very funny comedian. Who the hell is Aquafina? She is a stand-up comedian, and she was also in that Crazy Rich Asians movie that was really big last year. Why is her name Aquafina? I don't know. Why is anyone's name what? That what it is? That can't be her name. Well, that can't be her name. Real name. <laughs> Aquafina. A. Can't it? A W K W A F I N A. I just didn't know the who two she of them was. Were. Stranger things have happened, man. The two of them together were really funny. Okay. Their whole bit was about like, oh, it's your first time at the Oscars. It's my first time at the Oscars, too. And then just like freaking out about like, holy crap, we're at the Oscars. It was pretty cute. cute. And it yeah. didn't go on too long like like a lot of Oscar bits can. So, right. yeah. I mean, the show was, you know, interesting. It was good. It was fun. I had a good time watching it. Um, and holy hell, I did not see A Star is Born because I'm small children and I don't see any movies mm-hmm. that aren't Marvel movies. Um, but the the performance of that song like killed me between uh, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper on stage. Like they were just, I mean, it was good. she, like, it was she good. was amazing. Yeah. He was, you know, doing his best. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> put, him, put him next to Lady Gaga and what do you expect? Right. And, you know... I watched that movie. I was not the biggest fan of it. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I felt their on-screen chemistry was lacking. But her performances and his performances independently, I thought they were really good. Wow. I just didn't feel them as a couple. So, all right, good enough. Very good. Let's move on. Uh, comicbook.com. Kevin Feige promises Disney Plus shows are directly connected to Marvel Cinematic Universe, especially the Loki movie, the Loki show. So it's just going to be a black screen because he's dead. Right. And he's never coming back. Never, ever coming back. Because (laughs) this isn't like based on a comic book or anything. Um, So, yeah, 
they have the ability to tie it into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> is their biggest moneymaker. Yeah, let's tie that in. Makes sense. Um, I, I, the Loki series is the most interesting to me. I'm curious as to like how they're going to tie that into the Marvel Cinematic Universe because it's him bouncing around through history, you know, being part of history. So, and a little mischievous. <laughs> like, I don't understand how that's tying it, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm sure they're spending the money and taking the time to do it right because this is their that's like their golden goose just keep pumping out the entertainment we'll keep paying for it yep god damn disney plus <sighs> but it's nice to see that this that that's their intention with these as opposed to the marvel netflix shows that were not necessarily connected to the mcu right. correct uh well it's very loosely connected if at all so, all right, there it is. Um, and finally, I thought this was pretty impressive. Uh, the American Archive of Public Broadcasting to preserve 50 years of Sesame Street for posterity. They are, like, uh, they are, along with, oh, okay, so, WGBH Educational Foundation and the Library of Congress will preserve and make accessible historic and contemporary episodes of Sesame Street. Sesame Street has been around for a very long time and has done a lot of amazing things. It's good that they're still going to be around and made available. Yeah, it's a like piece of history, basically. It, yeah, yeah. It's funny because like, within the, the article, they're stating like certain things that, you know, like the episodes that will show up and it's like, you know, Gonzo's near far bit, you know, yeah. rubber ducky, which I did, I was unaware of, but made it actually to the music charts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Kermit's It's Not Easy Being Green. Like these are all little snippets of history. And on top of that, you know, Sesame Street, it being on, you know, public acts or the public broadcasting channel. I mean, they, they, they were available to everybody and they did so much good to to help you know educate children where when most of television was meant to entertain children or sell them toys or sell them toys yeah like they this was a different different thing and it was and it has lasted for right i think it's going into its 50th year mm-hmm. for 50th season like that's that's amazing. And it's just um, foundational edutainment. Like, without this, there are so many other, like, great informational shows for kids that wouldn't even have a chance to exist if it wasn't for Sesame Street. Absolutely true. So, Library of Congress, good job. Glad that it's going to be preserved for for all of those that want to see it will have the availability to so have you guys watched any like super old sesame street recently at all not recently no not really like clips i think um a couple of years ago it was um i don't know john was pretty young and we had hbo mm-hmm. and was it hbo or netflix something had like every season or something just up there so i was like all right 
Let's let's bust let's up like this. season one, episode five, or whatever. It was freaking crazy. Yeah, it, it was really cool because yeah, there was all this like weirdo animation and stuff on there, and like, and we're gonna sing a song about a quarter, and it's freaking crazy, and we love acid, and uh, it was yeah, it was bizarre, but it was a it product was, it was of neat. its time, but it's- exactly a product of its time, and I think it's so cool that Library of Congress is a uh, you know taking this show and, and saving it. I just wish they'd get their hands on a uh, you know the original Star Wars, but somebody doesn't want to cough it up. <laughs> somebody. All right, well there you have it, people. That's all the news we got this week. Chris, yes, you got a spiel <laughs> for me. <laughs> I do. I didn't realize you were waiting for a direct response there. You can get in touch with us at mailingfeedback. <sighs> Take two. You can get in touch with us at mail. <laughs> All right, wrap it up. <laughs> you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook with both the Geekade page and the This Week's Episode page. Find us on Instagram at Geekade. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content. And follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade or follow the show specifically at Twepcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. Karen, where can people find you? Shoot underscore the underscore moon. Evan, where can people find you? Geekade underscore Evan. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed here tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh original content. Back to you, Evan. Thank you so much, sir. All right. It is my pick this week. And I can't remember if we actually made this show... Uh, an episode to watch or if we just discussed it in the news but I want to watch Dragon Prince season 2 episode 1 because I Mm. haven't watched any of season 2 yet and I really enjoyed season 1 but we had our specific qualms with it and I want to see what they've done with it so the Dragon Prince season 2 episode 1 a secret and a spark that is the homework so there you go. There you have it, people. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. From all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. I'm the greatest. I'm the best. Wherever there is danger, I'll be there. Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.